0: Joining us now, he is the GM of Indie Golf. Rob Lang joins us. Rob, welcome into the golf shop.
1: Well, thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it.
0: All right, so this is a this is a very uh, interesting product. I've been doing a little research on the on the on the club here, and uh, these are some uh, some wedges. More spin, more control, more fun. Indie golf. Uh, tell me all about these things. How'd you guys get started?
1: Yeah. Well, so. Um just like uh, I was kind of going through Matt's uh, bio here, and he says, uh, golf is my mistress. I'm addicted. That's pretty much uh, our company. The, the, there's three of us in the company here that um, we just love golf, and we want to get it out to everybody else out there and have them enjoy it and love it as much as we do. And so when we initially, you know, we've all been in the market, the golf market, or industry, we were in and out of it, and, you know, When we started this company, we said, well, what can we do different that will have people enjoy the game? I mean, you got all the big guys out there. They focus on drivers and and irons and hybrids and stuff, but nobody really does a great job with uh, bringing new technologies to wedges, in our opinion. I mean, there's some companies out there that that's what they focus on, but the big guys really don't. So we looked at wedges and said, what's more fun than spinning a ball backwards? Not much. I mean... You know, you've got in golf, you kind of got three main things that make you happy, you know, hitting a long drive down the middle, making a long putt and then hitting a wedge on the green that spins. So um, we thought we could uh, make that happen for a lot more people in the industry. You know, a lot more customers out there.
0: Yeah. I mean, they, they say chicks dig the long ball. Well, chicks dig <laughs> a, a lot of a lot of spin on the golf ball, too. I mean, I remember growing up. We used to we used to take uh, uh, you know the old balada ball, our wedge, and and you know you're talking old school. This is probably back around 1980, 82. And we used to take the old uh, the old square brushes that the members used to clean their cleats with, and you'd put the ball on the brush, and then you'd hit full shots off of that brush with your wedge. Man, you could rip it back like 40 feet off of that thing. So
1: <laughs> believe me, I know right. all
0: about wanting that oh, ball there to you spin.
1: Go. <laughs> That's right. Well, and, and you know, and it was one of these things. I mean, I, I, same thing. I harken back to my junior days and just thinking, you know, what did we have fun with on those long summer days when we were out there? You know, it was basically who could spin the ball. I mean, you know, um, at that time, because none of us hit it very far, you know, being junior golfers and sure. stuff, you had a couple guys, but everybody could get within 50, 60 yards of the green and, and put some, you know, try and put some spin on the ball and then, you know, we had all sorts of fun names for it too. We'd call it, you know, tour spin or Schmangdu or some weird stuff like that, you know, and it was a it was a whole fun thing and, and that was one of the things when I thought about wedges is be like, man, that would be great to, you know, get that out there, um, you know, and, and get that into other people's hands. So but we looked at the like I said, we looked at wedges, concentrated on them, um and we used a couple of uh, things that I had been thinking about for years Um, to design the head to be more forgiving. So if a player can basically get it anywhere on the club face, that ball is going to travel nearly the distance they want it to, um, and then it's going to spin and stop at the same time. And if the ball can do that, um, you know, it, it just makes the short game a lot easier and then makes the game more enjoyable, and that's what we want people to have is more fun when they're out there. Rob, I got a question about. I was reading on your website about the Stingray, which is a non-conforming box screws, and then the Stingray TT, which is a conforming wedge. Why two wedges? Yeah, so when we initially launched, uh, again, like I'm saying, like I said, we want people to spin the ball, and and so we came up with a non-conforming version that we thought, you know, this is a way for people to go out and enjoy themselves. There's a lot of recreational golfers out there that don't play in tournaments. Um, and you know, we were getting a lot of comments about, you know, people that said, I've never spun the ball. I'd like to be able to do that. Or I used to be able to do that and Mm -hmm. I can't do it anymore because I don't have the club head speed. Um, so that's what we introduced. And we also had a customer over in Asia that was very interested in, and you know, over there, they don't have the uh, same apprehension that the American golfers do You know, they want to go out and just have fun and perform at their best, and that's why they have all sorts of non-conforming product over there. So Mm -hmm. we initially launched there and and, and brought the product here, and we knew there would be some resistance here in the U.S., and and we saw that all throughout 2017. And then um, we just needed more time to do research to come up with the conforming version because we wanted to make sure it spun more than our competition. And when we finally figured that out, And we launched it in 2018. And now, um, you know, I get people calling all the time. And it's, it's a funny conversation because they start out asking about the conforming stuff all the time. And then I would say... Six out of 10 guys at the end of the conversation go, you know what? I think I'm going to take the non-conforming because <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. And, and everybody calls the Patriots cheaters, right? <laughs> <laughs> everybody <laughs> wants to know about that nonconforming club, don't they?
1: Yeah. yeah it's, you know, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, I, I always say, you know, people lose. I think, um, you know, I like what the USGA is doing and they're changing the rules and they're making it more friendly and, and more understandable for people to come in. But I think, you know, at times they lose that it's a game and, you know, and games are supposed to, we're supposed to go out there and enjoy them. And, um, you know, I think, you know, if you look at any other sport out there, baseball is a perfect example. You know, the professional players use wooden bats and amateur college players use aluminum composite, whatever. Right. So, um, so, you know, there's just different rules for, for pros and amateurs, and that's because the pros, they're just that much better. I was walking around Tory Pines on Saturday just going, man, I you know, I can't believe how far and straight these yeah. guys can hit it. You know, and it's just amazing. And the control they have over the ball. So Yeah,
0: and now when we start talking about, uh, and I'm going to go with the Stingray TT because I'm at the specs page right now, um, you know, 46, 48, 50, 52, 54, 56, 58, 60, Obviously, every two degrees uh, to have in your golf bag. I mean, most people may you know three, maybe four wedges seems to be the standard. What's kind of the what are the best sellers amongst uh, amongst the different lofts?
1: Yeah, well, um, a lot of it, uh, you know, and we have a fitting uh, guide on our website, and a lot of it is based off of what your pitching wedge loft is. We use that, and then typically what you want to see is four to five. Um, degrees of loft difference in, in, in those increments. That gives you equal um, uh, distance gapping. Um, you know, so if you are a higher swing speed player, four degrees, you can go as much as six degrees difference if you're a slower swing speed player and you get that 10 to you know 12 yard gap. Mm-hmm. So um, it just depends on the pitching wedge. We see a lot of people now um, are going with 50, 54, 58 um, you know, and that's based off of their pitching wedge actually is 50 or 46 degrees, mm-hmm. which is, uh, quite strong, but that's where we're at in this day and age with mm-hmm. the different technologies. And I also try to tell slower swing speed players, 58 is about the highest loft you want. If you want to be able to spin the ball, once you get over that, because their club head speed isn't high enough or they don't have the technique down to trap the ball, on a 60-degree, the ball will just slide up the face, and that's when they get really inconsistent distances, uh, inconsistent flight, and then they're not able to spin the ball. So 58 seems to be kind of that drop-off. So a lot of it has to do with what their pitching wedge is, but it has to do with how fast they can swing the golf club too. Yeah, in my case, Rob, I'm 48, 52, 56. Uh, that's as high as I go. I don't want to go any higher than 50 than 56. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and that's in line with what you guys are offering. How long was this in in research and development? How long did this take you to, to get this product to market? Well, um, I mean, it's been a brainchild of mine for quite some time. Mm-hmm. I worked years ago um, for Taylor Golf, and I had kind of this idea, but I never got to bring it to fruition. So, um, but we started the development on this in 2016. Okay, um, and that's so that's pretty quick, we, Rob. I mean, we launched. Well, I mean. Again, I mean, it, it is, um, but I mean, it's it, you know, we, well, the three of us have been in the industry for a long time. Yeah. So we have, you know, we have contacts and everything at the manufacturing facilities. We we were very well versed in the rules of golf. And, mm. and we have, you know, and for me, I like I said, I did a lot of research with wedges early on in my career. So I kind of knew where we needed to go and map out. And the other thing is, is we got lucky. So, you know, I, I had this idea for the scoop back for the forgiveness. Mm-hmm. We built a prototype, and we took it out and hit it. And, you know, we we got we had a home run on the first try. It, it, you know, immediately was doing what we wanted it to do. Um, and, you know, when we gave it to other people to test and try out, they were giving us positive feedback. So... So we got a little bit lucky, and, and that shortened the, the time frame to bring to market also. okay. Yeah, I mean, you guys,
0: I mean, looking at the technology, I mean, you, you worked on the back, you worked on the face, you worked on the bounce, you worked on launch control, you worked on the hosel, you worked on how it looks. I mean, you guys really covered everything, and, and one of the unique things that when you do look down at this is that you don't have that traditional space of no grooves on the toe. So talk a little bit about that uh, that piece of it.
1: Yeah, exactly. So that one there, I mean, um, we have, you know, we made the club. We we know that most players, when they miss hit a wedge, it's out towards toe and high on the face. Yes. Um, And there's two reasons for that. One of them is, you know, just, you know, if they're a mid-to-high handicap player, that's just their dispersion pattern, and that's where they'll hit it once in a while. But also with a wedge, we tend, you know, a lot of shots we're opening it up and manipulating it. Mm -hmm. And if we don't quite catch it right, You know, because the face is open, the shot pattern is going to be out towards the toe and higher on the face. So, hence scoop back. We move weight up there, um, and we move the center of gravity more into the middle of the face. Most wedges tend to be towards the heel. So you've got now you've got the mass on the toe. You know, mass times velocity, the old uh, you know basic physics uh, calculation. That ball is still going to travel well. If it's still going to travel, you still want to be able to put spin on it. So you better have some grooves out there Mm because if you don't, you know, you're hitting it off of a a smooth surface and it's just going to knuckle. So the ball will go, but once it hits the green, it's just going to keep on motoring.
0: And the other thing I saw and that we don't see out of a lot of companies that that are fairly new is, uh, you know, taking taking the guy that hits it from the other side, the left handers. You guys uh, you guys are good there, too, right?
1: Yeah, we just recently launched that. So um, I'm uh, I'm originally from Canada, and as you know, there's a lot of lefties up there. It's all those crazy hockey players. But uh, so I heard enough grief about it, and I got fed up and said, "Let's do it." No, <laughs> but uh, in all seriousness, yeah. I mean, you know, why not? I mean, um, there's there's lots of people out there that need that. I mean, one of the best short game players in the world. Uh, he's a lefty, you know, Phil Mickelson, uh, and so, you know, we need to to offer that in order to be competitive out there this day and age, too.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, Rob, it looks like a great product. Uh, You know, how are are sales going? How'd the merchandise show go?
1: Uh, Sales are going well. Um, You know, we've been mainly online here in the U.S. for the last year and a half, and we're trying to break out into retailers this upcoming uh, 2019, so... That was kind of one of our goals at the uh, PGA show. We met with a lot of retailers and some distributors, and I think uh, people will start hearing more about and seeing uh, more uh, indie wedges in their shops soon.
0: All right. Well, uh, for for people that are listening right now, where can they go and what do they need to do?
1: All right. So uh, you can just go to our website, which is www.indiegolfclubs.com, and all the information is on there. Um, we do get if you're new and you sign up for the newsletter, you get a 15% discount on your first purchase, so that's always nice. Um, and then you can follow us on uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, we're always putting out tips out there on the wedge game, or we're uh, you know pointing to different things that are going on in the golf world that uh, that we find interesting, fun, and and uh, and informative.
0: All right. Well, Rob, we appreciate you coming on with us and we look forward to some more great stuff out of Indy Golf.
1: Well, I appreciate you taking the time to let me uh, blow all my hot air out there and, <laughs> and uh, get the word out about Indie Golf. So I uh, 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 really thank you guys and appreciate you for having me on.
0: All right. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Rob.